Well, welcome to the latest episode of Cut to the Chase. Chase. Uh, episode 100. And we told you we had something special <laughs> planned for it. And no, it's not a 100 minute episode. But uh, we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Peter Walker from Australia. He's all the way here from the Australasian auctioneering champs, Borden, as someone that we bring off the bench. Pete, lovely to see you today. And we were having a conversation, Diego, about how Peter was negotiating a deal in that inclusive language that, you know, brings everyone in collaboration, Pete. And I'd love to share that story with our viewers for our 100th episode. We quote you all the time, actually. Sure. Look, very happy to share. It's um, just one of those things. I think it's also getting a natural affinity with people and trying to always allow them to own the decision yep. and uh, be in charge of things. We were talking about a post-auction negotiation and I had mentioned the fact I'd been asked to negotiate on behalf of the owner, uh, sorry, on behalf of the agent, and I had said to the owners, introduced myself, said, look, we don't have enough time to, for me to build rapport and trust. I just want to make sure that you own the decisions today and are comfortable with anything that we decide. I had the language that I used is that I wanted to know whether they were comfortable reaching an agreement. I spoke to them about the value of reaching agreement under auction conditions on auction day that if you pass the property in, it's likely that we'll be in the hands of other people and rely on other professionals to help put this deal together. And they don't always have the same commitment to the process that we do and necessarily have their best intentions. Sometimes people let you down. Yeah. I don't know if Sometimes. it's just me, but I've found from time to time people don't follow through with what they say they're going to do. Yes. It may be just me. Or they don't follow through, or they find something that no one else has found that they think is a big deal when in fact it's not. And circumstances change, right? You Correct. know, we're all human and we all have best intentions. Sometimes, you know, something mm. happens and you change your mind and, you know, surprises can happen at any stage. Correct. Yeah. Correct. My awareness that an interest rate rise of 0.25% can equate to about a 2.5% reduction in borrowing capacity, I think is a very good statistic to know. I was saying to the uh, owners that I placed 2.5% in value in being able to reach agreement and sign a contract under option conditions. So having that in the back of my mind and aware of what the value of the property is, is a good number to be aware of. At a million dollars, that's about $25,000. And sometimes they can help put a deal together. Um, equally, I think it's important always just to make sure that they own the decision and the language. How would you feel about what do you think of this? If we reach agreement with this amount today, are you comfortable signing? Using words like comfortable rather than happy. Because, yeah. you know, people can be comfortable but not necessarily happy. I normally use uh, when, uh, you know, it's been a tough negotiation and the vendor is. Obviously, considering it, I always like to ask the question to them, guys, it's okay for you to take some time to think about it. The last, mm. thing, I, the last thing I want is for you to wake up tomorrow and regret the decision. Mm. So as long as you're happy and tomorrow you're still going to be happy, that's fine. If you don't think you might be happy tomorrow morning mm. and regret it, maybe you should consider it further. And then that gives them a little bit more breathing time and they feel that I'm not putting pressure on them because I never do. And sometimes it works. One of the things, even in this conversation, I find when you let people blow out their sails, when you let people talk, and you know, sometimes as agents, we, we, you use it as agent breath, where we cut them off and we don't give them that, their moment. And we've, you know, it's always about making sure that they're the decision maker and the rock star, isn't it? Absolutely. It's about them. 
Mm. It's about them, it's about the house, it's the house, the money, they decision. Yeah. A big thing that I'm always using in any of my dialogue is a reference to the market. And my commentary is commonly in this market. And when people say, well, for instance, if all the interest is around $1.9 million and the people are rigid on 2.1, you just say, look, you may sell at some stage, you just probably won't be in this market. It's just giving them that sense of time. Yeah. I've been using in this market way more than I have been <laughs> yeah. since, uh, since I've had a pleasure to have a one-on-one -on -one with yourself. Yeah. So it works. Yeah. Just easy. Well, just, you can't argue with logic, right? No. In this market, their home will be worth 2.1, is it a year's time? Is it three years mm. time? Is the current buyer being conceived? It also, it also, Diego, I find that it removes the ego associated with people taking it personally. I say to people commonly when there's an offer, please don't take it personal. This isn't about your home. It's about the market and market conditions. Buyers can be more discriminating now than they were previously, and they are more willing to walk away from a deal now. You know, in a buoyant market, people are looking at getting into the market and paying a premium to do that to avoid the likelihood of paying even high prices. But now, when there's that sentiment that the market's softening, people want a discount to take themselves out of the market. Hopefully, not for too long. Hopefully, the market is changing. What is in the decision? But regardless of that, there are always challenges, mm. regardless if it's a vendor's market, a buyer's market. It's, uh, it's just the market. Mm. Yeah. We, we've spoken about um, credibility and authenticity, which I think is paramount. and. One of the best lines that I have, and it's, it's, it's dialogue, it's not like a comedy line, I'm just saying, I say to people, be cautious of the agent who gives you the highest price. We've spoken about this, haven't we? Because commonly, they are your enemy as the owner, because you may not recognise a good offer when it's presented, then you're chasing the market down. And especially if they've gone in with a low fee, well, they've got the least to lose, haven't they, if you end up taking a low price. The cheapest agent is the most expensive. Correct. Yeah. yeah, always. It's always been, always will be. Mm. Correct. Davis, you've been very quiet today, but we've got the master, the man, the myth, the legend. So, look, we're very pleased to have Peter Walker. Thank you so much for your time. Episode 100. Shall we do it again at episode 200? Absolutely. Yes. We'll yes. Is that a commitment? <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, appreciate you. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time, Pete. Because as we know, yeah. listen more than you talk. Top to the chase, episode 100. Thanks for watching.